Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this two-part episode series, I'm interviewing Diane Falk. Diane is a leader who firmly believes that we all have some untapped potential and that with the right support, we can all play a bigger game and have a bigger impact on the world around us. The trick is to get out of our own way. Welcome, Diane. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm really looking forward to talking with you and talking to your audience. Oh, well, we have had a few conversations and I really like the message that you have to share. So we're going to do it over two podcast episodes. But before we jump into that, can you give us a little bit about your background and what brought you to what you're doing today in life? Sure. And it's kind of an interesting background, not probably one that most people have. I started out going to West Point a long, long time ago and ended up in the military as an army officer doing military intelligence work and leading people from a very young age. Moved from the military to the government, worked in the Pentagon as a civilian and a defense agency as well. And then I spent 10 years in the corporate world and working in banking for Capital One. Many of you probably heard of that company, but I went there before anybody knew what's in your wallet. And uh, then I did a bunch of different jobs while I was there. And back in 2010, I stepped away from the corporate world and I started my own business. And I initially started out just consulting back to financial services and banking because that's what I knew, mostly in the risk management space. But I evolved from that over time, and I'll explain a little bit more about that, but into coaching, leadership and executive coaching, and more recently, health coaching. So I've moved mostly away from the consulting and now spend most of my time in the coaching space. So, I, and I love the topic that we are discussing over a couple of episodes, driving personal change. Can you say a little bit about how we're going to break this up over the next two episodes? Yeah, sure. So so as I mentioned, you know, you can just tell from my history that I've evolved over time. This is more of a 30 year career. And talking about driving personal change is a lot about what are your goals? What's the vision for your life that you have? And while that might sound really heavy, I can just tell you where I'm sitting now. I would have had no idea when I was a 17 year old, you know, back at West Point deciding, you know, how did I want my career to unfold? Never could have seen all those steps that I mentioned to you. So we're going to talk a bit about visioning, talk about goals, all different kinds of goals. And once you define them, what do you do about it? So that would be what I think the focus is for our first podcast. And then the second one is, all right, so you're driving personal change. A lot of obstacles are going to come up. Change is hard. So we're going to talk about how to navigate some potential obstacles as you live into that personal change that you're going to undertake. I love it. Let's dive right in. How do we do our goals? Great. So the first thing I want to say is this is a, you know, a topic that we probably have talked about a lot in our lives, setting goals. When, when we're early in our career, a lot of times our goals are set for us. Our boss tells us, here's what I need you to do. Make it happen. But then as we move up the the ladder a little bit in our career, then there's more engagement about what is it that you want to achieve? What do you want to get done typically this year? And I call those sort of the the simple goals, right? The, The tangible things that 
you've already done it. You kind of know how to do it. These are those smart goals about, okay, if I did this last year, how do I want to increase that to make sure I'm raising the bar, if you will? Those goals are the things that people are typically saying, I want to increase our market share by this much, or I want to enhance my competencies in a certain area within your domain. So those simple goals, I don't really want to spend time talking about those because I don't actually think most of us need help in that space. I want to talk about two other categories of goals. So the first one would be stretch goals. So what's a stretch goal look like? That's a goal that says, you know, I haven't done this before, but based on what I've done up till now, I think that if I put some extra effort in or I learn and grow in a certain way, so this is that driving the personal change piece, I could probably nail that goal next year, but it's going to require a little bit of work. So how do you go about doing that? The first thing I would say is to be as clear as possible about what that future vision looks like. So if you achieve whatever that stretch goal is, what will you be doing when you achieve it? What's different than what you're doing now? So obviously, before you ask yourself that question, you need to be super clear on what you've achieved so far and what's expected of you in your respective role. Then I would say, after you figure out what will you be doing, is who are you going to do it with? The extent that you have some ability to control that you get to dictate who you're surrounding yourself with. So when you've achieved that stretch goal, who are you hanging out with? Back in my corporate life, that would be like, I was at a certain level and I wanted to be in meetings with people at the next level up. I wanted to be at the table with the decision makers. But that wasn't a natural, just open the door and invite Diane to the table. I had to actually (laughs) do the work to be invited to that meeting. And oh, by the way, I had to let people know I wanted to be there. Then I want to talk about when you're thinking about this stretch goal, okay, let's say I'm in that meeting. How do you want to be feeling? And how do you want others to be feeling around you? So back to that example, now I'm in that meeting with the peer group above me. How am I going to be feeling? I might be feeling a bit nervous, but I also might be pretty darn excited that now I'm at the table and I have more context that helps me perhaps learn and grow some more or make bigger offers. But how will other people be feeling around me? And this depends on your role, whether you're an individual contributor or you're a leader of others. But it's important, I think, we leave this part out to consider how we're all going to feel and how others are going to feel in our presence. And when I say stretch goal, I say it's a stretch goal because you're likely to put yourself in an environment that perhaps you haven't yet been in. And that could be a bit scary, but if all we talk about is the tangible things of I'm going to grow the business over here, or I'm going to shift roles and step into this department, and we think about the tangible things that go with it, I'm going to have to run these reports, or I'm going to have to go to these meetings. It's not nearly as tangible as I'm going to be exposed to these ideas. I'm going to be surrounded by this energy. Other people are going to appreciate the value that I bring to the table. Does that make sense? Completely. I love how you bring the feel into it. It makes it more of a sensory experience, which also helps it be more motivating. 
True. And I, I have to be honest, early on in my career, I didn't do any of this. <laughs> just to be honest. And that's why, I, you know, as a coach, right, I got coached along the way. I was so fortunate to be blessed with an executive coach as part of my time at Capital One and to have some great mentors. And I learned a lot from them, observing, seeing and doing. But I'm just going to be honest, I spent years with just the quantitative, tangible goals. And I was successful but I was more successful at what other people said success was, but it didn't mm-hmm. always make me passionate about learning and growing and stretching because I was looking externally for somebody else to say, Diane, here's what I need you to do. And that's not bad. Let's be honest. Early on in your career, you kind of have to do what the boss says, right? To keep your time. Mm-hmm. At least that's my experience. But as you progress, and especially with my background, going from the military to the government was very structured. There was not a lot of ability to decide who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. But when I hit the corporate world, I really discovered like, oh my gosh, I actually have some ability to control and raise my hand and say to my boss, here's what I want to do. I want to volunteer to go to that, you know, working group, or I want to participate in this or send me to this conference. And I got to own and control a bit of my growth. Which is always nice. Yeah. The, the other thing that I think is, is important as you're thinking about what that stretch goal might be is considering why you want to personally grow. grow excuse me. What's your motivation? So often we forget to even think about it. We just set these goals, but we don't actually pause like we already talked about to think about how I might feel. But, you know, for the sake of why do you want to grow and change? What's in it for you? Is it a bigger paycheck? Is it a different title? A lot of times we think about that. But really, if you think about it, what's the intrinsic motivation? A lot of studies have been done that say if we're not intrinsically motivated, we're going to lose our excitement about the new change very, very rapidly when the next shiny object comes along. That ever happened to you? Yes, <laughs> definitely. But but if we pause and think about what's our motivation to change, and again, that ties back to the how do you want to feel? My motivation to change back in the day was I wanted to be continually challenged. I didn't want to get bored at what I did. And, and that sort of sets me up to, to talk about the real topic I want to talk about, which is instead of just setting stretch goals, Christina, I want everybody to set epic goals. Do you know what an epic goal is? An epic goal is something like, what if you turned your annual salary into your monthly salary? Wow. Holy cow, folks. What would that do for you? I know it's silly and it's quantitative, but I say it because I'm just curious. What was your immediate reaction when I said that, Christina, about turning your annual salary into your monthly salary? Cool. Let's do it. I love that. Cool. Let's do it. For me, when I first heard that, I was like, are you crazy? Like I started doing the math equation. Like that would be amazing. But it's audacious and it's crazy. But when I say epic goals, these are the kind of goals about something you have never, ever before done. It's so important to let yourself play in this space. Some people could call it dreaming. Other people call it visioning. I call it, you know, challenging yourself to push yourself beyond what you could possibly see right now today, because an epic goal is something you've never achieved. So you have to become 
a different version of yourself likely to grow into that. Maybe it's starting your own business. Maybe it's, you know, working and traveling around the world and doing a job remotely from anywhere. Maybe you have no idea and that scares the, you know what, bleep, bleep, that's the name of this podcast, right? It scares me <laughs> because it's something you can't even wrap your head around. But what's cool about, you know, asking yourself, what are my biggest goals I could ever imagine? And then to steal from Grant Cardone a little bit, some of you may know who he is. How do I 10X that? <laughs> right? Now, that's that's a book I, I will tell you is a bit off color, but I force myself to read it, even though it's not my style, because I'm trying to continue to learn and grow and push myself to set epic goals. And this doesn't just happen. You know, you have to make the time and the place for this to happen. And you remember back when you were a kid for some listeners, I don't know how long ago that was. For me, it's a it's a while. <laughs> how many times were you told to stop daydreaming? Right. Yeah. Come back to the earth. Right. You know, you can't be an astronaut and and a astrophysicist and a fireman and a teacher all at the same time. Did you ever have those conversations with a parent or a teacher? <laughs> yes. Hey, settle down. Pick one thing. We can't be everything. I am here to say, you know, somewhere along the way, most of us have gotten the dreamer sort of kicked out of us and snuffed. Right. Right. Like, hey, be serious now. Focus, folks. We're professionals. We're in a career now. But I will tell you, dreaming is one of those things that we really should do more of and give ourselves permission to consider what's possible. Agreed. I'm going to pause there and and just, you know, sort of see if any questions are coming up for you, Christina, that our audience might have too. I love this. I I mean, I call them big, hairy goals, but I like epic goals better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I could. All right, I'm copywriting that. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see uh, maybe the question is, my God, that's so scary. How do I do that? How do I even figure sure. out yep. what an epic goal is for me? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that because I really think that when I'm working with my coaching clients on this kind of thing, a lot of times I'll get blank stares or silence on the other end of the phone when I ask some of these questions and that's okay. So finding somebody that you trust, that you care about, who also is interested in pushing themselves to grow, surround yourself with a couple people, one or two, you don't need a whole crowd who you can actually perhaps have a conversation about this, invite other people in either to coach you or kind of coach each other on You can just call it whatever you want, brainstorming, dreaming, coming up with a vision board, looking at images about like, if here's again, my stretch goal, but what if I took that stretch goal and just grossly expanded it? So you might need to become somebody who learns to silence the the judger or that you can't do that. That's crazy. You don't know anything about fill in the blank. A partner in crime, if you will. So it could be me and you, Christina, right? I could be asking you some questions. What is it you want to achieve? Share your goals with me. And so you might share the goals that are more tangible that you're, you know, already thinking about for yourself and your life and your business. But by me saying, okay, cool. So let's just say you've already achieved that. How could you do that on steroids? (laughs) What's the biggest hairiest, using your term, impact you could have on who, why, 
So simply by me asking you the question in a safe, trusting environment, would that maybe generate a little bit of your creative juices? Oh, huge. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing is just sort of give yourself permission to set aside some time for this. Because if we don't, it doesn't happen, right? Let's be honest. We're all super busy. I just think life is too busy for everybody. And I'm the first one to admit I was on that hamster wheel, burning the candle at both ends, working, trying to raise a family, trying to better my education, take care of my marriage, all of those things that many of us do. And finding time to dream didn't seem to make it on my calendar until I had a coach. And again, it was a gift I received when I was in the corporate world. Not everybody has that at their disposal, but there are people who do this kind of work. And whether they're inside your company, if you're in a company or outside, or perhaps it's just a trusted friend. And you could meet, let's say my favorite place, Starbucks, and say on Saturday morning, let's have an hour where all we do is bring a notebook and bring our dreams and grab a coffee and chat with one another and give each other permission. Maybe you do this once a month. Maybe you do it once every six months. Maybe you do it once a year. Baby steps, folks. (laughs) So I'm really challenging each other to go epic, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Well, and again, like this isn't something just like anything that's new and scary. Change is something that's just, it's not just going to naturally happen. You have to work at it. You have to put something in place to encourage yourself to do this. But my real thing is like, if you don't do it, what are you leaving on the table? Mm. What's possible? What's possible for you and your personal growth? What's possible for the people that you love? Who might you impact? How about you grow the bottom line in a way you can't even substantively think about right now? (laughs) For those of you in like a corporate kind of job, it might be a whole new business line that's created that the organization has never even thought about. Perhaps it's a new technology and using it in a new way. Perhaps it's expanding your reach globally instead of locally. Perhaps if you're in a nonprofit, it's like, how many more people can we touch with what we have to offer? Let's say you're not even in the corporate world, you're you're home raising some beautiful children and and pouring into them. All right, great. How can you actually even, you know, enhance that learning process? How could you share your awesome parenting skills more impactfully with others so they can learn and you can help each other and support each other in a really powerful way? You can use this in any aspect of your life. How about your health? But what are your epic goals around your health? And I don't know if anybody listening has ever struggled with this, but I mentioned my career, right? I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm older than probably most of the people listening to this. <laughs> and I say, I, you know, I've been a rock star in my health earlier in my youth, in my 20s. I can at least admit I'm past my 20s. <laughs> I can figure that out. <laughs> At times in my my 30s, raising young children, working crazy hours, I didn't always take care of my health. I didn't always eat the best. I didn't always go to the gym. I didn't find the time. And I let some of my personal things that I needed, I don't even know, folks, if they were simple goals. They surely weren't stretch goals for most of the time because I didn't even think about it. I was in survival mode. But fast forward years later, I decided to set an epic goal of like, enough already. 
Like, let's set the goal of, I want to be in my best health ever. What would that look like? And for some people listening, maybe this resonates, maybe it doesn't. But some people, it's just, I want to knock off those stupid 10 pounds that have been following me around for X number of years. I I keep losing them, but they keep finding their way back. And then they multiply. Can anybody uh, relate to that? I don't know. <laughs> but for me, I didn't just, you know, have those pounds and I'd, I'd lose them and then I'd put them back on and then I'd do some kind of program, but I never really paused and looked holistically at my health. And I did that three years ago. And I'm only sharing this because I want to use it as an example of an epic goal was I want to lose 50 pounds. For some people, that might not sound epic. For me, it was like, holy cow, (laughs) if I could do that, I would be back in probably the weight I was when I was in college. I could probably cut my size of my clothes down four or five sizes. It was audacious and epic for me at the time. And I didn't think it was achievable because honestly, I'd never done it in my adult life. But what I did back to, you know, what we were talking about before about how do you set these goals is I allowed myself to be inspired by other people who had set and achieved epic goals. You're all listening to this podcast. Christina brings you all kinds of people that are sharing their wisdom. That's one way of doing it, right? Get inspired. But I also allowed myself to be supported in this. I allowed myself to be coached by somebody and I got out of my own way and decided, you know what, if I already knew how to do this, I would have done it. (laughs) So let me just basically surrender and allow myself to be a beginner in this space. That didn't mean I didn't have to do the work, but it meant I allowed other people to support me and support me through the process. And we'll talk more about that in the second podcast about potential obstacles that'll jump in when you're trying to do these epic things. But I also allowed myself to get educated and to figure out how I was getting in my own way. Why didn't I already achieve this epic goal? I'll tell you why, because partially I didn't even believe it. When I said set the goal and vision, well, there's also this whole idea about like, do you think you can do it? Let's go back to the make the annual income, your monthly income. How many of you think you can do that? Is that possible? I will tell you, I've met countless people who've done it because I'm now trying to surround myself by these people to encourage me to do that, right? (laughs) Does it mean that I'm ever going to get there? Well, I don't know, but it's a noble quest. Did that answer your question? Oh, immensely so. Yeah. So we've looked at not just setting, well, at a minimum, let's set stretch goals, which is interesting because very soon we have a podcast episode coming out on living in the stretch zone. Oh, I Yay. love that. So not... It, I'm going to listen to that one. There you go. Ooh, ooh. So at a minimum, stretch goals. Ideally, let's go for some epic goals. Uh, we vision them. We really feel what it's like, you know, who we need to be hanging out with to do this. Uh, anything else related to goals before we close down and uh, go on to the next podcast? Yeah, the final piece of advice I'd, I'd just like to reiterate is folks, please just don't play small. You have so much potential for greatness, each and every person listening to this. And you know what domain that might be in. And some of you don't even know yet. You don't have a clue. But I'm telling you, whatever game you're trying to play, 10x it. Don't play small. Allow yourself to envision your epic goals. Carve out the time. It is a gift to you. And even if you don't achieve them, whether I ever achieve that annual income to be my monthly income, just the action of dreaming it alone and considering that it might be possible, 
is going to help you grow. Guaranteed. I love it. So hang out. Next episode, we're going to go over, we've got our goals. Now what? What obstacles and uh, could be getting in our way? What strategies do we need to implement to overcome them? So thank you so much for joining us today, Diane. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Christina. To learn more about Diane, visit her website at incadenceassociates.com or connect with her on LinkedIn. Is it possible to have fun while developing yourself? Take a look at Christina's latest book, Life is an Escape Room, to see how the lessons learned through escape rooms apply to achieving more in life. Visit lifeisanescaperoom.com for more information. 